2: Hello and welcome once again to another week of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. It is I, Alex McCarthy, but it is not Louis Dangore on a Tuesday. No, 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 no. It is across the Atlantic, the much better looking SP3. How are you doing, my man?
0: It's Tuesday and I didn't know what that meant because I almost forgot I was supposed to be here today. But thankfully, Louis gave me the reminder that we switched days. So it's Tuesday. And SP3 is here with my good friend, my brother from an Irish mother. I got to be more precise. (laughs) Alex McCarthy.
2: (laughs) He knows. Colonials, (laughs) all this stuff. Uh, Well, I mean, first of all, man, thank you for joining me on this Tuesday. And to all the good eggs that have joined us here at Wrestling Daily. Thank you very much. you know how we get down on this show? We want your Ultra Chats. Anything you want to discuss. And there is a lot going on, right? We've had Raw, we've had SmackDown since our last show, and a banging. NXT TakeOver. So please get your thoughts into us. We will touch on takeover briefly on this show, but we do have some news to get into as well. To get involved with the Ultra Chats, all you gotta do, you can see it at the bottom right there. It says uh get your messages and questions at wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily because of course we're on our own home here on YouTube, our own goddamn channel. So Without further ado, thank you very much. Please like, share, subscribe, uh, notifications on all of those generic things you get asked to do. Well, I'm asking you to do them too. Make sure you show some love to the channel. Follow us on Twitter. All of that good stuff. Uh, Let's start off with some news. And as has become custom, uh, I don't know if this helps algorithms at all. Probably not, but I'm doing it anyway. Uh, Let's talk about the titular news of WWE on a massive recruitment drive, SP3. Um, although we don't know all the names just yet, some of them we do and it's exciting, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a great time for anyone who is a wrestling fan outside of the WWE, especially of the independent scene, because you're seeing a lot of people that have like honed their craft or. Over the past decade, it seems outside of WWE, getting that that spotlight and getting that platform, that huge stage of WWE, you know, whether it's going to NXT or going straight to the main roster, this is a huge opportunity for a whole bunch of people. I know you yourself made the 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 dropping of the bomb news today about the the latest signee, but over the weekend we had the great Eli Drake become L Who's a- that? Yeah. <laughs> he said he sounds like a WNBA team but I'm not gonna hold that against him um I I think this guy is so talented he's one of the best talkers that has come through impact wrestling in the past decade I said I've said it before I'll say it again his cadence and his delivery is like the rock meets stone cold Steve Austin in a lot of ways if you've never heard him talk he's a mm-hmm. great talent and he's different from everybody else in NXT NXT as a hundred and one guys who can have great matches with just about anybody on the roster, but they don't have great talkers and E and LA Knight, excuse me. I got, I got to get used to that LA yeah. Knight is, is a, is a difference maker when it comes to that. But Taya Valkyrie, I think that's huge. The talk about the rich, getting richer, Taya yeah. Valkyrie going to NXT to verse Tony storm, to verse uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, Io Shirai, the, it's just so many great matches that we're going to see out of the, the latest signees from WWE.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing with, uh, I was about to say it as well. Eli Drake, LA Knight, Uh you know, he, I said this the other day, Robert Stone is another one who, who he, you know, you look at LA, okay, it's going to take some getting used to LA Knight and where he might fit in. You look at a Malcolm Bivens, you look at a Robert Stone, I don't think NXT have quite made the best of their charismatic characters just yet. So I'm hoping that, you know, well, all of them, I hope all of them get um, more time. Malcolm Bivens is criminally underused. He really is. For those who are are unaware, like Stokely Hathaway, I can't wait for him to be more prominent. Like one of the most entertaining follows on Twitter you'll ever have. So um, I highly recommend. So I I think there's some great gets, you know, uh, Taya, as you said, I mean, we know that she's obviously married to, John Morrison. So a lot of people thought it was a natural extension. Yeah, it, It'd been rumored for a while. I'd heard little yeah. things here and there, like she was going to go, but nobody could really confirm. So Impact, you know, they've, they've dropped a, a fair bit of talent there. And you think about MSK as well, going to NXT. That's literally four talent in the last, however many couple of months. If that doesn't encourage you to at least give Impact a try and like figure out what they've got going on. And that's not even what we're talking about, chris bay ace austin and 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 a a listening of other talent they've got going on there they are you know like a, a hotbed that nxt have just been wisely pillaging and to be fair like taylor is is one of the more seasoned experienced you know eli drake too uh experienced wrestlers as opposed to msk that were more in with that chris bay ace austin age bracket yeah but um Still, it shows you the impact of, you know, certainly had great talent through their doors and they continue to do so. So I would say it's a great uh, statement. You know, it's uh, it's a testament. That's what I was looking for to impact and the talent that they have. Uh, Also, as SB3 alluded to, I did drop some exclusive news today. Every now and again, I decide to do it. Um, And it was that Millie McKenzie has signed with NXT UK hot in the heels of Miko Satomura. That women's division is getting stacked over there. When you think about, you know, uh, Ginny is on the rise. Uh, Nina Samuel, um, obviously Kaylee Ray is one of the the most impressive women in WWE. Piper Niven, there is a lot going on in NXT UK. Uh, So, I mean, uh, the Millie News... I would have announced it on my radio thing last night but i only had like one person tell me when it's always super dangerous yeah. um but after reaching out to a few others i know that they've already taped her stuff for nxt uk so she's going to be appearing within the next month or so um and once i knew that i was always oh, well, safe unless unless wwe magically pull the footage um You know, we're good. But then there's nothing like a Pete Dunne tweet to confirm it as well, SP3. So we're all good. Uh, (laughs) Millie Millie is in the house. For those who don't know about Millie, she's still only 20, which is absurd. Feels like, you know, she she should be into her mid-20s by now, at least. Like, the stuff she did with Pete Dunne on the Independence is kind of what shot her to fame. I I mean, she has done great stuff, right? Like I said, Miko, earlier, they've had battles in WXW. program. Like, she... She's more than just Pete Dunne's, like, comedic sidekick. But the Bruiser mates, it was a big thing in England. Like, they were red yeah. hot before NXT UK got going. So, yeah, I I think it's a tremendous signing for them, SP3. And NXT UK haven't made a bad move this year since the speaking out thing. And they've kind of gutted, for the most part, those that they had to uh, and reprimanded others. Everyone they've picked up to to replenish their stock, I'm really impressed with.
0: Yeah, they've done a great job of, you know, whether it's evolved talent or progress talent, of taking the best bunches from those two promotions and placing them in NXT and NXT UK. And I love the timing of this move as well because WWE just announced that they're going to air the latest uh, progress event, Natural Progression, over the weekend on WWE Network. So, you know, you got that as also like... Also
2: news that I broke,
0: but I'm not here to, to you know...
2: Insatiate myself. I'm not here to rub my own back, but maybe I break that as well.
0: I'm going to brush your shoulder off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I
2: I mean, yeah, listen, I I don't want to spoil things too often, but when there's news to be had, I will break it. All
0: right. I love it. it. I love it, but it's great timing because now you have a talking point. For anyone who wasn't really interested in the progress event, if they're interested in NXT UK, they're going to want to watch Millie McKenzie. And if you see what happened on the NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, I think it was about maybe 30 to 40% of the people on NXT uh, TakeOver Vengeance Day were from NXT UK. So you see that NXT UK is kind of like a ble- a breeding ground for nxt so if you're a fan of nxt you should watch nxt uk if you're a fan of both you should watch progress so they're connecting all three worlds together which in wwe's own way is kind of them opening a forbidden door
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's kind of like a swinging you know it's a jar it's, uh, it's a creepy It always deal swings one way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a push-pull gimmick. You can't uh, you can't go both. Uh, but, yes, I will say, um, you know, Grizzled Young Veterans, we're going to get on to NXT in a minute, but Grizzled Young Veterans, Pete Dunne, all had amazing performances on Sunday, and they were staples of NXT UK. I, I, I went on a bit of a rant last week uh, with Louis at one point, but I, I truly feel like more people should be watching the in-ring products of NXT. I get it that, you know, it's in the BT studios, doesn't maybe have the ambience of what else. And it's it's not a dynamite or a SmackDown in terms of atmosphere or even, um, you know, entertainment maybe. But as a wrestling show... It's seriously, seriously good. And it's only getting better with the talent they've acquired. Uh, I, I really, really believe people should be giving it more of a chance. And like you said, if you don't, you're going to hear about these people sooner or later. There's a ton of talent in NXT UK that uh, I don't like to, you know, rationalise it as tears. I know WWE don't like that. But um they won't be staying in NXT forever. There's a lot of talent there that will be making their way through, whether it be the tag team of uh, Mandrews and Flash Morgan Webster. They will definitely be making moves. Kay Ray, Volta at some point will be doing more than his sporadic appearances. Uh, Jordan Devlin, of course, as well. Like There, there is a lot. And that's before we're even talking about Miko and Ben Carter, who will inevitably be massive stars. Tyler Bate, Trent Seven's yeah, trying to get yeah, it Dragunov, right? Yep. You know, it, um, Tyler, uh, Trent Seven's trying to get down to 205 pounds. So, I mean, there's a lot going on in NXT UK. I implore you to give it. A, just, I mean, I can't wait to see Millie McKenzie there too. And I'm told there's big plans for her off the jump. So, you know, the stuff they've recorded already, she's plugged in at the top. Yep. So her, Kaylee Ray, I, 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 and this is a little bit of a, not a spoiler, they've already taped Miko versus Kaylee Ray. Mm. And I'm hearing that it is, immense like women's I'm match of the year candidate so listen if uh, if there's any kind of endearing endearment i can give you to give to nxt uk then believe me you absolutely should sb 3 you watch all wrestling ever um have you been nxt uk from the ground floor
0: um, yeah, I mean, before the first takeover, uh, Blackpool, I did my due diligence and I did a binge watch of the first right. 24 episodes before that one, and then you know. I, I did the same thing before Cardiff. I think the pandemic did hurt its fan base a little oh, bit. absolutely. Because, you know, to to get, you know, it weekly, you have to kind of get into it and get that interest so you're, like, deep in it and can follow along with it. But having that long break kind of hurt it a lot. But I, I was very much into it when when Valter arrived. I'm very much into it now with Mako Satamora arriving. I've been a Mako fan since... I don't know how long and to, to go in a week where I could see Mako Satamora and Aja Kong in professional wrestling rings in 2021. <laughs> I feel yeah. blessed to be a professional wrestling fan. Like you don't you you don't see legends that have this long of a history, especially on the women's wrestling side, like you're seeing across these two companies. And it's it's great to see, you know, WWE had their issues pushing women five six years ago, and they've come such a long way. And then even when you look at AEW, three four months ago, they were not giving the women enough time, and now you see that they are actually making an effort to give them the platform that they deserve.
2: Yeah, um, as Dion Chua says here, I loved Miko's debut. Uh, such a hard kicker, yes, she is. I actually thought Eida Dawn did tremendous in that as well, in showcasing uh, Satomura, man. You said it yourself there, um, referencing the AEW Women's Tournament. So let's talk about that quickly. Um, I went out of my way, as many will know, to watch Yuka, uh, Yuka Sakazaki.
0: I'm a big. I think of her. I think of you whenever I see her. Dad.
2: <laughs> I love Yuka so much, man. Like uh, as like as someone who, so prior to Double or Nothing, this is when I first saw Yuka. I knew about Stardom and places like that. But I hadn't really applied a lot of time into watching, you know, just because there is there's only so much time. Right. Um, and, and I was a bit like, yeah, I know the Josie's are good and all that stuff. Blah, blah, blah. As soon as I saw her, like I was like, Oh my God, it was like that instant thing that I had with the rock. I'm not making that comparison, but I'm just saying the way I was a fan, like instantly her charisma is so easy to get, like, she's she's like magnet to me, Yuka Sakazaki. I think she's such talent. Again, just like I did with uh, NXT UK, I implore you to uh, give her a try, if you hadn't. Because her match yesterday, as well, was a banger. Oh. And I was so happy that she won because SV3 had led me to believe that perhaps she wasn't. And I was like, yeah, Yuka's going. Okay. Um And Yuka's got unfinished business with Britt Baker, you know. So... Yeah. Who knows down the road? Uh, you know, but maki Ito, like, uh, you know, there's a lot of different women, man. Talk to me, SP3. What did we see?
0: I, I now feel like you feel about Yuka Sakazaki. I feel about that with Maki Ito. That head yeah. drinks was everything. I want to learn to dance. I want to dance. Her, her The hard head gimmick that she's like a Samoan who has this ear, 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 indestructible <laughs> head. Like I just loved everything about her whole match, her whole gimmick her crying when she got hit in the beginning. There was just so much to love about Maki Ito. She needs to be over here in the U.S. She was the one person that stood out to me as far as like character work and yes, presence. Man. That was the person that was like, they need to bring her over. As far as in-ring, Venny... Or or as she's known in Japan, the the, the, the real Asuka, the original Asuka. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, like she was amazing. Like she was doing moons uh moon moonsaults from the inside the ring to the outside. Uh she was flying all over the place. Man, she Art showed took, out she showed out, and that was the, the match of the night out of those four matches. Yes. Uh, E- Emi Sukura, she looked great. I like the new attire for her. It looks great on her. I didn't I wasn't really into the, the Freddie Mercury type attire that she had previously in AEW, but I much prefer this. All the matches were were good, but like I said, Venny versus Emmy, that was the standout. But Maki Ito, my god, I, I just I, I need to see her more. I need more Maki Ito in my life. And I, I stand corrected. It wasn't um May, it was Maki. Who who burned Jim Cornette last week? So she, I'm a huge fan of her for that as well.
2: Yes, that that definitely contributes, no <laughs> doubt. Uh over Overdale makes a good point, man. I, I thought this yes. too. Excalibur did an incredible job on solo commentary. It fit the tone of the show perfectly. He absolutely did. Like, and for someone like me who isn't uh, you know, I'm aware, but not like super steeped in their history, he right. made me feel like uh, that I knew basically, he made me feel and care for the people beyond the moves. Man, he did such a great job. I I, I think he's been kind of underappreciated. Full stop. If I'm honest, like he, I, I I enjoy him in AEW.
0: I've been a fan of his since PWG, but this was like his his standout performance. This was like Joey Styles in like 1995, 1996, PW, <laughs> where he knows the entire story of each and every performer coming out. But his best work to me was Aja Kong. Like he made Aja Kong feel like the the big boss to be the unbeatable monster of this entire tournament where I'm just like what is as, as soon as he's like talking about Aja Khan and she's making the entrance and she stares at Hakarashida I'm like I need Aja versus Hakarashida
1: yeah,
0: like, <laughs> yeah. Aja needs to run through this tournament we need Aja versus akarashida. If if Aja wins, we get a nice little monster heel run for for somebody in AEW. If Aja loses, it makes Sheeta look great. So I, I it could go either way. So I'm that's my pick now. and Since Maki Ito is not in there. I know you're a Yuka Sakazaki fan, but I can't see how Yuka's beating Aja Kong Ah, <laughs> oh, I know.
2: It's making me scared. Uh, I know I'm not going to get what I want, but then again, I didn't think she was going to get past the first round. So maybe, you know, <laughs> it's going to be the Yuka Express. I mean, I'm praying on it. Uh, Chris G is absolutely spot on it. Ito's Twitter is the real MVP. Uh, for anyone who hasn't checked it out, absolutely do so. I, I think, I believe Sean Ross Sapp shared some of her tweets last week as well. She's yeah. very funny. Um, so, all in all, a very good start. I'll say that for um yeah. the tournament in the Japan bracket. Of course you've got the Americans to come and as the rounds get deeper and all of that good stuff. But um for AEW, for someone who was trying to like change the narrative that's out there on how they treat women, I, I do think it was a good start. And I can just imagine yeah. Kenny Omega was like, Finally, like the pandemic hasn't helped them at all. No.
0: No, nah, it's been it's been really tough for them because you you kind of saw at double or nothing, you were there live. Like Kenny yes idea of what he wanted to go for. He wanted particular women from the independence scene out here in America, but he wanted it to be really about uh, bringing the, the Joshi style over here to America. And you're kind of seeing it with this tournament and even the people on the uh, the American side, you know, you got Riho, you got Serena Deep, who meshes well with that style as well. So I, I think Rio and Serena Deep might be one of the better matches of the first round on Wednesday as well. It's, yeah. it's making me very excited about this AEW Women's World Title Tournament. I g- went going in, I was like, Doctor Goat Baker needs to win this tournament, but now I, I'm very favoring uh, Aja Kong. I, I love me some Thunder Rosa. You already know that. Uh, whoever wins, deep and Rio is a contender. So there's a lot of people who could win this tournament.
2: Yeah. like I mean, I, like, I'm not saying this will happen, but, like, my dream scenario, I think I've made this clear already, is Thunder, Rozo, and Yuka Sakazaki. And I do Ooh. think those two could tear the house down. Um, yeah. I just I just don't know. And there's so many possibilities. But uh, I agree, man. Like, I think and not this is not a direct comparison, but similarly to how WCW really, like um, – brought the cruiserweight luchador style at one point to North America and it kind of exploded. I feel like this would be the Josie's biggest platform. And I believe that's what Kenny Omega kind of envisaged to begin with. I know we've had Japanese stars and all that stuff in WWE, but uh, this, this might be really hard to say, but I think they kind of maybe adjust to WWE. Like everyone does at some point adjust to WWE. They, They can still hold true to who they are and what they do. And you get those matches But stylistically, you do have to adjust. Whereas AEW may well want to present the Josies and mix that in with their women. And it could be like a real wave of women's wrestling if it gets to the point it needs to. And I do believe the pandemic has slowed that. So hopefully we get where we need to to go with that. Um, I do need to say something, SP3. This is an important announcement, right? Okay. I learned over the weekend that two loyal viewers of the show, Carol Wands and CM Chris, got engaged, SP3
0: wrestling daily a couple i love it i love to see it i was so happy to see that uh, you know congratulations to the both of you cm chris he's the leader of the sp3 for quizzle mania campaign but he's yeah. a great viewer always adding a lot with oh. his ultra chat eh, good egg top tier and carol wans she's the sweetest person in in the chat uh, you know, send them their love, send them their congrats because they deserve happiness and yeah. g- glad that it com- comes together with two people in our community. That's great.
2: That's right. Let them smell the roses. People wish them all the good stuff. I, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I know they're in the chat today. I believe they, they like met here in our community. I don't know if what? this is true. Like they didn't get together until this show. I don't know. Um, that's what Louie told me. And who knows? Um, but, if that is the case, then I, it makes me thrilled. That does. It really does. Um, congratulations, you two. I'm sure virtually. Uh, oh, there you go, SB3. It did happen. Look, I'm, I'm Cupid. I'm Cupid <laughs> over here. I, when I was saying, be nice, follow each other on Twitter, You know, let's, I didn't think this was going to happen, man. God. Love you know? it. I love it. We're going to get our first wrestling debut baby and all sorts of shit sp3 it's all gonna happen uh if we can't be there then this is a virtual hug and congratulations um please keep us updated on all things um carol wants sp you know cm chris wedding i need to know i need to stay in the loop about um let's talk nxt then man um that what a show uh I, i i hate being this hyperbole guy Probably the best show of the year for me thus far. I know New Japan people might will argue that, but um for what it was, length, five matches. Oh my god, like the, the quality from start to finish was amazingly high. Um SP3 man, what did you make of it? I I, I
0: I've said it a bunch of times since Sunday. This is easily a top ten takeover and arguably a top five takeover. And right? by the
2: way, let, let me just quickly interject there and let people yeah. know. To say something is a top five takeover, I think people have to actually take a second and go, hang on, like, let's think about the body of work takeovers of a mass by this point. That is a huge statement and a correct one, by the way.
0: Yeah, like uh, the only ones off the top of my head that were better than Vengeance Day with New Orleans, New York, New York. Yeah, I think that's the only ones that I could say easily or better. Yeah. Not even easily, but slightly better than this one. But this well, one, one. One of the Chicago that, ones I might put in there. Ooh, one yeah, of Chicago. Okay. Um, Maybe Chicago 2. with, uh, yeah. I think that was the one with Ricochet, Velveteen Dream, Birch and Lorgan versus Undisputed, Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was a, that was I a mean- great
2: one. I was there for both New York and New Orleans, and they were both unbelievable shows. Um, so that's hard. Like, and To me, that's like a very hard yardstick to attain. But I do feel like this got close, man.
0: Yeah, I, I, I said it. I was, I'm going to say it right here, right now, on record. If this had a crowd, this would be the best takeover ever. Honestly, in my opinion, like the main event was just classic, a classic type of main event. And it was different from every other classic main event we've seen on a takeover. Because, you know, the Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, it became a lot of near fall and, and finisher spamming. This one, everything mattered. Everything that they did led to it led to the next thing going on in the match. It started off as a technical wrestling uh, mat- base match and then turned into a war of attrition. And I've never seen a heel focus on somebody's fingers for almost a 30-minute match. So that's why I love this match altogether. But... Uh, I absolutely loved the Dusty Rose tag team classic with MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans. This is the Rascals that I knew could be stars. And they felt like the best babyface tag team to be in in NXT since DIY. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it feels like forever. Like, Street Profits were great. Bar and were a good mismatch tag team but this feels like a true tag team and the reason why they won was because of how well they worked together so it made for a great story but that was really like the move spectacular spots the the dive by uh Wesley over the over the ring post the Topray Khan hero was ridiculous the the doomsday suicide dive every time Grizzle young veterans hits that I'm amazed by it every single time. Uh, and then the finisher, the blockbuster heart attack by MSK. Just great stuff. Must-see kids, marijuana-smoking kids. It doesn't matter what the MSK stands for. These guys became stars at Venge's Day. But my match of the night was Kushida versus Gargano. Uh-huh. Man, Johnny, we haven't seen Johnny Takeover in a while. I thought Johnny Takeover retired, honestly, <laughs> because it's been so long. Is this? I'm wearing. I'm wearing. I'm wearing one of the takeovers that I went to Brooklyn uh-huh. Four. I'm, I'm on. Uh, uh, I've got
2: the the British Strong Style boys. <laughs> so, uh, there, there you go.
0: I love it. But I wore this on purpose because Johnny Takeover returned, and I I don't know who the the chicken heel that's been on television for the past five weeks or five months because that wasn't in this match. That was Johnny Gargano of 2018, 2019. This was just. Great professional wrestling, but the one criticism Johnny Gargano gets a lot is his selling. This was probably the best selling that I've seen from Johnny Gargano. The way he sold his arm was exceptional. This was a great takeover. Three fantastic matches. The opener, the women's uh, Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic, exceeded all expectations. The women's title match probably came below my expectations, but it was still a good match. There was no bad matches on this card. Great takeover.
2: Yeah, um, somebody has said here, Elizabeth Stallion, that uh, SB3 has to sing a song at this wedding. Uh, first dance is Alex and SB3 <laughs> singing R. Kelly. <laughs> My, mind. um, My yeah.
0: mind's telling me, biggie, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hit song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know what? I was going to have a controversial take with you the other day, SB3. I would argue, this is guys so off topic, that Honey Love is the better r&b love song then bump and grind bump and grind is the more famous one mm. but i i think melodically honey love is actually better but there you have
0: it um, remind me honey love if i, am I, I, I can't, love. don't make
2: me sing it
0: <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say i thought you were gonna say um usher nice and slow that's, no, that's I'm st- I'm
2: sticking um Kelly, but I I know okay. what you mean, okay. and nice okay. and slow. Um, Honey loves like you know where he has that like riff at the end. Where he's like, just like a lollipop, <laughs> you're so <laughs> sweet, yeah. He just goes on one like you know talking about honey, and everyone's like, okay. But the uh, yeah, the actual song for me, I I, I can't play it because we'll get copyrighted. Yeah. But uh I implore everyone, let's have a debate, Honey Love or Bump and Grind. Oh, i need to know. Uh, yeah. Bump and Grind is easily more famous, but. There you have it. Uh, anyway, back to back on point. You're right. Takeover was great. Um, listen, I think when I started the night, I thought it's going to be Kushida's night, and I thought Gruzzard Young Veterans were going to arrive. I thought MSK, just by the run they had thus far and having a great match, would be rub enough in WWE's eyes, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so glad I was wrong because it it, it felt really right when MSK won. They really arrived. Wesley is ridiculous, <laughs> like, to, yeah, to, to just be frank. Like, when he – um the, the doomsday to the outside, I was like, oh, but, but like, his – because he's, like – no human would have rotated like that. No. But, like, because he's so insanely athletic, I was like, oh, thank God, he's, he's okay. Um And, yeah, just the stuff he was doing in the match was outrageous. But I also enjoyed Nash Carter, like, and the aggression and yeah. storytelling he brought to the table. He made you feel things for the match. He was gritty about it, and he was not afraid – to get in um, Zach Gibson's face. So I enjoyed that very much. And yeah, I, I thought actually by the end of it, yes, it was right. MSK were the right winners there. They did make a great team, man. And there's so many possibilities for those guys. Same thing with Kashida. I was, I'd been waiting for him to get this moment, right? It's nearly two years Kushida has been with WWE, right? Yep. And... We haven't had the chance to get to see the Kashida that we know. We all know what Kashida can do, and he's kind of been on the sidelines, not really getting the chances. And for whatever reason, I don't know why that is. Right, it's taken a long time to get us to where we are. But this build to this match, I was like, he's he's gonna win. Like he's he's on fire, and then he didn't, and I was a bit disappointed because yeah, the match is amazing. Don't get me wrong, incredible. Like the the, the pace that those two go at, the gas engines they had, outrageous right? The transitions, how they got into the next spots. Great. I, th- I thought maybe he'd worked the arm enough to win that match. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. if he couldn't have put him away when he got him in the armbar, I thought, Jesus Christ, like when, when, when would be enough? What has he got to do to the arm to win? Cause I know that the story kind of played itself back around to Kashida's neck and that's how Gargano won. But I thought he, he worked it over maybe half, of what Kushida did the arm. Um, yeah. And I know I'm being super picky. Like, this is just me wanting Kushida to win. But I still I, think I, I'm,
0: it I'm right there with you because I, I even made the same complaint when I did, like, a review of the whole show. Like, I was like, this... This didn't feel like the Johnny Gargano that we got in the build-up. Like he mm. became this superhuman who could absorb all the damage to his arm and then pull out the victory in the end. And it just didn't connect with me. That was the only thing that was off about that match. I agree when he you. had him in the armbar, like,
2: I, I was sitting there going, "This is it. Yeah, like, this is it. He, he's worked him so much. He rolled through middle of the ring. I'm like, it's it. It's gonna be it. And it's always cool when it's not, and you think it is, right? No, like, I don't mind that, but um. I was very surprised when Gargano won, but not disappointed. Let me stress yeah. that because it was an amazing match. Uh, I agree. The women maybe fell short of what I'd hoped for, knowing what Tony and Neo can do. And I wanted Mercedes to shout out. And they all did at various points in the match. Yeah. But you have to think that the table played a big factor into that. Where they go from there into the finish, that's like a whole five-minute chunk of the match that they had to restructure on the fly. It's very, very difficult, right? Yeah. Um, there was a couple of hesitant moments where people are waiting to do spots, obviously, you know, all of that, but I I still thought it was like good, it's not like a three and a half star match, whatever. Like, you're still entertaining, yeah. very good. But the main event, as I like it, by the way, I love it when the, the main event is actually the apex of the card. Oh my god, it was so good! Like, I've said this so many times. Uh, I did a review for Fightful straight after, and I did my radio show yesterday, but god damn it, I'm gonna say it again, these two put on a masterclass of like MMA kind of infused transitions, the, uh, you know, the Coupe de Gras into the triangle. And then they had arm bars that led to pressure on the jaw. Finn Balor, of course, had a broken jaw, he had reconstructed shoulder, Pete Dunwood, then work transitions and strikes to make all of it mattered. If you had watched them and knew anything about these two, it was a very, very rewarding watch because you knew about all of these things, you knew why they were doing what they were doing. Everything was significant. And that is so satisfying to watch. Um, and then on the home straight is sb 3rd Yeah, we got it where it amped up the tempo and, you, you know, it was like going into the finishes and he kicks out of the bitter end, all of that stuff. But it wasn't too much yeah. at all. It wasn't Gargano and Cole from like 2019. It was just the right amount. Uh, I thought it was beautifully done. I, re- I can't stress it enough. A match of the year contender
0: for me already easily. I I even was said it uh, said this that you know the Kyle rally Finn Balor matches were great, especially Takeover 31. But I never believed Kyle was gonna win in those matches. I can't point to any moment. The bitter end by Pete Dunn on Finn Balor, I bid on that. That was a great near fall and it's a very predictable move.
2: How yeah. many people kick out of that? So yeah.
0: you
2: know, I think only one of it like in you know, people forget why well, they don't, but um, the Tyler Bate-Pete Dunn match, which I would class as in the top five greatest NXT matches ever. Yeah. That, you know, I'm, not, I'm not over-hoping that. That no, is no. a work of art. I think it's only one Bitter End that puts Tyler Bate away in that match. Yep. Everything everything is kind of just built perfectly to when you get to that point. The Bitter End's very well protected. So for Thingy to um, kick out, I was just like, oh, wow, Finn Balor, okay. Um, and it was cool the way it kind of went from that to... Um, the bitter end attempt and it went into the 1916 attempt and all of that stuff like it was just it was so good it really was so good um so yeah like i said i mean i've waxed lyrical about that i'm not going to carry on but we should talk about the show closing
0: angle right i was gonna say that i was like that was the whole reason that i said this is arguably a top five takeover because that ending. That's the type of angle NXT. We didn't know it, but NXT desperately needed some type of storyline to get people invested, and this is it.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, when it comes to AEW, I think they've become pros at closing their big shows. They always give you a good angle to finish on a high point, a talking point. NXT is, I guess it's more about the wrestling, but they have, you know, they tried it with Ridge Holland, and that angle. And we all know why that didn't work out. So they had to kind of recalibrate. And then here we are. They are deciding now that Adam Cole is going to split up the undisputed era. That's what it appears anyway. Right. He turned on Finn after they helped him from the attack from the Kings of NXT, He then kicks Kyle O'Reilly and everyone's like, hey, and Roddy Strong is like, he doesn't know where to look. He doesn't know where to go. It's beautifully done. A great finishing shot where Roddy is right in the middle of both of them. Um, It's, you know, if I had to, if I had to lay a claim, I would say probably this leads to Cole going up alone, maybe, or with Roddy. And we leave Kyle as the big baby face for a while. Um, Possibly. I don't know. Or, you know, we could obviously get, we know from the Ring of Honor, right, and then New Japan Exploits, yeah. Cole and Roe Reilly is somewhere you should go before anything else. Um, and that's that's got money written all over it. But um, I don't know. It's very hard. Well, I mean, there's lots of possibilities in play, right? What do you think, SB3?
0: This one needs to go in the, the archives as one of the great takeover endings. Like, uh, uh, you know, like Champa Gargano, KO turning on Zane, Champa turning on Gargano, Samoa Joe debuting. Like, these are the great takeover endings that just got people talking, got a buzz. This was one of those. But the best comparison is that one, Champa and Gargano. When Champa turned on Gargano, you kind of could see from the outside looking in, like, long past that the end game of this whole storyline was for gargano to beat champa for the nxt championship and i feel in a lot of ways this one is the same thing that the end game needs to be kyle o'reilly beating adam cole for the nxt championship because the build-up to this angle was all about o'reilly coming up short against finn balor twice so then for then adam cole to beat finn Balor. brings more juice into this whole story. It makes the story greater, but you got that match. You got a three-way with Balor, Cole, and O'Reilly. You got Cole and O'Reilly. You got what's Roddy and Bobby going to do. There's so many layers to this story that it just makes you invested. It makes you want to talk about it, and it makes you want to watch on Wednesday to see what the follow-up is. That's why I love this angle, and Adam Cole just works as as a heel, but his performance was great just his stone face after he did it looking down on uh on kyle and then you could kind of like even though they didn't have microphones you could kind of see why adam cole did the did the move because if you heard kyle Raleigh say to finn balor he said you're a real champion he was like you you're, you're the real champion and he's like trying to offer him a spot in undisputed era yeah. when cole is the leader cole is the longest reigning nxt champion in history like Get out of here, Finn. What are you doing? And then mm. Kyle, like, all right, I, w- I was just going to leave it alone, but now you're talking. Now you're running your mouth. Okay, okay, boom, super kick. Get out It was just you, you saw the wheel spinning in his head as it was going on. It just made for a great angle. But Roderick Strong was the MVP of this. Just his conflictedness, not knowing what, what just happened, and then being in the middle. That camera shot was great of Cole mm. behind him up the ramp. Him in the middle, and then Kyle O'Reilly on the ground—just great stuff, great storytelling—and I'm very much looking forward to what's going to happen next.
2: I hope not, Nathan Day. Uh, I hope Jared not. To beat Balor, I, he's got no place in this story for me. I, I, he just feels like a bit of an, uh, a spare peg. Like right now, like I don't, not quite sure. I, I can see him just kind of getting jettisoned to the main roster because I don't, I don't really know what there is for him in NXT. Like he was, he either he either went right back to the title or on, you know, or you move him on, I think like, it's just, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, to me, it's still not quite connecting. Um, I'm not saying he's, he's not a talented guy or good. Please don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Um, I'm just character wise. And, and the way the landscape is now with this undisputed era thing and Finn Balor and where Pete done it. Like I just, I don't really want some unbeatable guy messing up that formula. I don't know if that's unfair to say SB three, but that's kind of how I feel. Um, yeah. Listen, for Undisputed Era, That there's a lot of things in play, like you just said, where what are they going to do? Who are they going to move on? And and what what is the end goal here? Uh, for me, it's such a shame, by the way. You know, you touched on it, where Ciampa and Gargano, the perfect end of that story would have been the Mania weekend, Gargano beating Ciampa. It would have been perfect, right? And where Gargano had kind of, kind of tease going hill and they were going to realign again, but then he turned his back on track. Like it was all moving perfectly. And then for some obscure reason, the injury gods robbed us once again. And that kind of led us to Cole though, and yeah. Gargano. And, you know, we got all of that and it was amazing stuff. And I would argue that this takeover match for Gargano was his best since that one. Yeah. Since Cole, I would, yeah. And that, you know, it's nearly two years. So, um, I, when, when I think about Undisputed Era, like whatever they want to do, it would be leaving money on the table to not get back together at some point and do something on the main roster. That's my opinion. I feel like you can spit them up, and they needed it to happen. Ah, that pains me to say, but Undisputed Era were kind of running stale would be too harsh, but they were running out of ideas, for sure. Like, there was only so much stuff you could do with them. The Babyface run without fans, pretty hard sell as well. Like, it just... I feel like they were just kind of biding their time. And when we look back, there's going to be video packages. I'm sure there's lots of subtle things where Cole all along was a little bit annoyed at Kyle O'Reilly in this spot, even though they did their best to portray it that they weren't. I don't know if I ever really believed they were going to break up just because they were so great together. Yeah, But at the same time, When it happened, I was like, yeah, needed to happen. Like, it did need to happen. And now, like, the possibilities, are like, like, Roddy Strong is like the forgotten man in this equation, who, by the way, could have a series of bangers anywhere you put him on any roster, Um, breaking backs left, right, and centre. I'm I'm always here for Roddy Strong. Um, You know, I don't know which direction that's going to go in, but the end goal, as SB3 says, has to be Kyle O'Reilly getting the win and making himself that level with Adam Cole. Because I feel like right now to, I don't want to, you know, I hate the the term casual fans, but most people would view Adam Cole as the star and the rest of them are, you know, a great whatever. But um, Kyle O'Reilly 100%, 1000% can be at that level and he should be at that level. I do want to say something here because somebody did ask about uh, Sami Zayn's charity. And a lot of people have answered here. So just to make it clear yes, it is called Sami for Syria. It is like a mobile medical that's right, right there. Provides mobile medical vehicles and items. Very good, Sammy. He plays the heel well, but he's a good soul. Um, <laughs> check it out if that's something that you ever wanted to do. Uh, let's do some ultra chats. It's like yes, quarter, sure. two. it's like quarter two. God damn. <laughs> uh, the first one is from Carol Wands. There she is. Uh, show me your, show me your ring, Carol Wands. Um, all that great stuff. I love it that she had a ring. Like yeah. they obviously can't, Like I'm assuming COVID. Like please in the chat let me know how this happened did you like courier it to her like what happened i need to know i need to know this love story um very very happy for you both uh first of all hey alex and sp3 hey what do you think of vince's new edict where they can no longer mention any third party names brands or charities overkill much why do people continue to sign with the company with such crummy rules? What is the lure? Hashtag discuss. Hashtag love you, oh, she, oh. she did it. Uh, hashtag elite good eggs. Um, well, the lure is
0: money. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, the, that's the simple answer that I very, got up there. Like, why are you taking with this company? Money. Yep, A lot money. of it. A lot
2: of it. Um, and it's not only that. It's the, like, the luster. It's the biggest platform in the world. A lot of people, the lure of performing on the biggest stage possible and a byproduct of that is earning the most money possible. That's really hard to turn down. You're at least going to give it a try. Right. Like I think I, I've seen Kenta talk about it, you know, like he, he did his five years of WWE. Now he's off doing the things that he wants to do. Miro, the same Moxley. Like you appreciate that like, Moxley has actually been very open saying like, if it wasn't for the money and status he gained in WWE, does he immediately come into AEW and be the top guy? No, he yeah. doesn't as much as we'd like to say his talent would get him there. And it might, he wouldn't, I'm sorry. He wouldn't like he, he even he knows, and he's appreciative of that platform and being rich, you know, like that. These are all things that are. You know, you have to liken it to any job that we all do. You in the chat, me and SB3, whatever. You want money, you want prestigious. You know, you you want to make a a legacy and and money. Like everyone wants that. Everyone wants praise from their peers and WWE WrestleMania. There's only one place you can get it. There sure. is. So, I I, I understand completely why people at least give it a try you know like you at least go there especially you know you get a lot of these talents as sp3 said earlier kind of like late 30s indie veterans sure of course you're going to give it a go you've been grinding for years go you know enjoy the fruits of your labor why wouldn't you that's my opinion you know do i think the edict is ridiculous Sure. <laughs> of course. Like, you know, it's, uh, overkill is probably the right word. Yeah. You know, from WWE's point of view, I understand that they like think they control their likeness and, you know, therefore believe that they can have a hold over their social channels. Do I think it's right? No. Do I think WWE needs to be that strict about it? No, no, they don't. We've just turned a record profit and it didn't seem to affect them that much. Um, I, I just think it's a controlling thing. I don't see AEW doing anything like that in the future. And that's always going to be the divide really of like, maybe that will be the lure for AEW is that they're not WWE. And of course they can pay pretty well themselves. It's just not the same level. I think someone, Brandon Thurston made this point the other day. If anyone doesn't know who he is, he's the guy who does, um, WrestleNomics, ridiculously intelligent, got all of the stats and stuff. I, I implore you to check out that Twitter. Yeah, Every wrestling promotion in the world combined wwe's turnover and and reach is about five times bigger every wrestling promotion in the world not just AEW, every single one of them that is insane to think about if you ever wonder what the divide is and how close someone is wwe truly are like a global juggernaut so sp3
0: sorry to have basically stolen everything you could possibly say but feel free no you you said everything just correctly i mean Is it right what they're doing? Absolutely not. But is it something that should surprise anybody if you know this company, if you know their history? no you shouldn't be surprised by any of this and this is just the next step of what they started last year with the the banning of the third party uh, platforms with Cameo and Twitch it was always going to come to this because they realized that their their social media is a way to promote themselves they were going to find other ways to kind of promote their third party you know whether it's business whether it's a charity like Sammy for Syria they're going to use their social media to be that platform so WWE just put a stop to it before it got any further i am not i am not surprised by any of this on wwe's behalf am i surprised that people still signing with wwe absolutely not this is a dream come true for so many people like you know professional wrestling was introduced to a lot of us through WWF, WWE. And for a lot of these wrestlers, it's the same thing. Like that's how they learned about this business. That was the first thing they saw. So of course their dream in their career is to make it to that point. It's like, like Alex said, it's the biggest platform possible. It's the most amount of money that they can make. So I'm not surprised. None of the signees that they just recently signed. It doesn't surprise me that any of them signs like take someone like a Harlem Provado who wasn't like the most known person that they signed especially over the weekend with like LA Knight and Talia Valkyrie I would say it's very easy to say that Harlem Provado was like the third on that list of the the recent signees but he's a guy that's crafted that's been on the independent scene I saw him in Ring of Honor in 2007 wow <laughs> I was I was in my twenties in college doing a lot of bad decisions then. Now I am I am in a stable relationship with Christ. <laughs> So that is the difference in my life between now and 2007. You can imagine what his difference in his life. And now to get to this point in 2021 where the biggest promotion who just made billion on a billion dollars on a streaming platform deal is signing you to their promotion, of course you're going to sign. Regardless of any third party uh, things that you have going on outside, you want this paycheck, you want to make this, this move, that's the biggest platform possible for you, you're going to sign.
2: And that's the thing. Like we've talked about it, people have worked their whole careers to get there. So in your late 30s, it's likely you want to give it a try. Or the other way around, you'll give that a try first. And then maybe you want to go and do your artistic side of it after that when you've made yeah. your money. Like either way, WWE holds all the cards. They always will for the foreseeable future. Um, it's a shame. Like the charity thing rubs me the wrong way, maybe the most. Like Sami Zayn can't promote his charity on Twitter anymore. Like Sorry, what the hell is that about? That's that's yeah. just ridiculous. Um, you know, and, and to me, they're contractors. I know we have this discussion all of the time, but they should be able to make more money on the side if they want to. That shouldn't be a problem. WWE shouldn't get to dictate everything. And they're saying that even if they change their names now and go by their shoot names, doesn't matter. WWE still hold all the co- I just it it feels all kinds of wrong to me. Like I don't, please don't get it twisted that me and SB3 think it's right just defending people signing for WWE. It's a different matter almost. Yeah. But this is that is like WWE will, you know, their argument will, will, it will be that the money that they give them mitigates this, basically. You know, you can't possibly make the money you make with them. You know, let's say they did that. Let's say that you went to AEW and did your third party thing, might not even still make the downside that you make in WWE. I, I, I don't, it depends who you are, of course, but. Yeah. You know, it's all different. But just on SB3's note, that I believe the signees are going to be announced February 23rd. That's the hot rumor. I think it was Meltzer or Mike Johnson, one of the two. Biggest class, um, the biggest, intakes, biggest intake of women ever in WWE, apparently. So there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, we wish them all the best. And hopefully, man, this third party thing, um, trying to think of the best way to word this. Uh, maybe when Vince goes, so does it. That's maybe the only polite way I can say it. Um, Let's talk about the next ultra chat, which comes from Mark. Here he is. Hey guys from Canada. He loves to tell us where he is. I love that about you, Mark. Uh, I hope all is well following raw last night, which we haven't even spoke about. Could you see edge versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE title at WrestleMania 37? That'd be next year. Uh, no, this year, right? This year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a match I wouldn't mind seeing. I think it would be an instant classic. Thank you for all your time. I mean, I'd like to see it. I just don't think it will happen. Um, that's that's my take on that. I you know, um, My thing all along has been with, you know, Vince has got edge for a finite amount of matches. And I, I'm not sure Kofi Kingston's on his list.
0: No. And re- if you didn't know that, you should have learned through his title reign, his WWE <laughs> title reign, because they never treated him like a main eventer. Like, if you look at Drew's title reign in comparison to Kofi, it's like night and day. Like, even with Drew only having like one main event uh, spot as in his first title run as WWE champion. He was treated so much better. He got so much more time for his matches than Kofi got. Kofi got 10-minute matches in the middle of the show against guys like Samoa Joe, who he knows he can have good and better matches with, but he just wasn't given the time to get that. So if you think that Kofi Kingston is in the plan for a WrestleMania main event when he wasn't even the first time he got a WrestleMania (laughs) championship match, then all the power to you. You're a big Kofi Kingston fan. Uh some the ripper
2: says I thought Edge was a full-time wrestler again. Yeah, but l- listen, he'll be around every week. He's not going to be putting on matches every week. I can no. tell you that, tell you that for nothing. Um it's not Drew's fault what you just said. Like I, I know I shouldn't take it that way. Um, you know, WWE and their booking is just yeah, you know, I, I was obviously I mean I spoke to Kofi about this personally in interviews. Like I was crushed about how the way the Brock Lesnar thing ended, let alone how. You know, I'm sure there was a lot of African-Americans that were like living through Kofi's title reign and like, you know, enjoying it. And it meant it had an extra significance that I probably couldn't even understand. And then it's obliterated in seven seconds, Uh, even if WWE in their warped mind were like, you know, we have to make. Brock, you know it's the debut episode of SmackDown, and Brock's got to be Brock. Like, come on, just read, read the room, man. Like, I don't know. There was a there was a lot of different. Just let Kofi have the damn match. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I, th- I think that would have been fine. Let Kofi put up the effort that Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles did. You know, oh, oh, he could have
0: had that match. Finn Balor, Finn Balor, he, had yeah. like a ten minute match with him. He, he could have had
2: that match, right? But no. Um, and if I'm mad, yeah, never mind. I'm mad about it still. Anyway. Um, I'm, I'm happy
0: to, he's in the chamber
2: just about to say that glad that he got put in um, glad that Kofi Kingston has, has made his way into the chamber we've got the Smackdown chamber as well which is for the right to face Roman on Sunday so I fully expect both champs to retain Um, who do you think wins the Smackdown chamber I, I mean I think we're in agreement that Drew wins the Raw one, Sheamus is coming in last that's the story probably will be Drew and Sheamus at Fastlane for Smackdown
0: Kevin Owens again. I think Cesaro wins. I think that this I don't is know the, if I want to blow their load yet. Get, I, you think, know? I think that this is the 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 culmination of this Cesaro push because it's only been going on for what two, three weeks now. Elimination chamber is this weekend. This is the end of his big push. So I think that he wins the elimination chamber immediately uh excuse me immediately loses to Roman Reigns and then they do a rematch at Fast so he gets two WWE championship matches uh Elimination Chamber win and then maybe he gets he gets a big match against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania Ooh. that's where they seem to be putting a lot of focus on Cesaro this is the most focus he has gotten that. since 2014 and I'm loving every minute of it
2: I love it. By the way, Mark Mello, okay, bad question, I guess. Oh, There are no bad questions, man. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. Just because we don't, it's not that I don't, we don't want you to be right. We do. We want to see it. I'd like to see Edge work everyone. I'm just being what I would call realistic. Uh, I'm not sure that um, Vince would plug Kofi Kingston into that role, personally. Yes. But There we go. Who knows? Um, Let's move along to Matty, the hot Scott. Hey, Alex and SP3, I'm sending this from Asda. Okay. Uh, SP3 probably doesn't know what Asda is, do you? It's it's, a, it's like a it's a supermarket. There you go. Oh, okay, you cool. Get your get your shopping. <laughs> uh so just want to say that I love the Gauntlet match last night. Yeah, it was very good. Um yeah. the AJ Drew Matt bit in particular.
0: Oh man, that was it, it it made me remember our conversation of why AJ didn't get the shot at Royal Rumble. Because that was exactly.
2: like, this is what we could have got right there. Ah,
0: uh, <laughs> god damn it. Um, <laughs> um
2: so glad Kofi is in the chamber. While I hate the storyline, congrats to Lacey. What do you think briefly? Uh, if NXT, what, uh, I don't know if you got cut off there. Also, congrats to Carol and Chris. Congrats indeed. Uh, Matty, if you're in the chat, let me know what you meant by, what do we think about, you know, what's this, if NXT bit, um, in terms of the Lacey, congratulations, of course, you know, no doubt. Um, probably was the time to cut the Rick Flair aspect of it. <laughs> not sure. Not sure why you're going to carry that on. um, also, I mean, they haven't really, unless I missed something, they haven't made it clear what's going on Sunday with Oscar yet, have they? So,
0: no, no I, I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, Lacey won't be getting the shot on Sunday. This whole Elimination Chamber card is in flux. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say, Raw last night, the, it was one of the better go home shows that they had prior to a pay per view, despite. All the the changes to the Elimination Chamber card when one third of your show is a great uh Gauntlet match with you know Drew and AJ being the highlight and even uh, AJ and Kofi and Drew and Jeff were really good stuff as well. So I really and Omos by the way continues to do his spot very well. Yes, he does. He does. I'm annoyed by that camera angle though. It is just, yeah, <laughs> it just annoys me to the
2: core. It's just they ridiculous. were like, where did Xavier Woods go? I don't know. shots just
0: just ridiculous but it, it that was a great a great gauntlet match like wwe for all the things that we just said wrong with them with their treatment of the third parties what they know how to do as far as booking is book a gauntlet match they have they are on an amazing hit streak when it comes to gauntlet matches and this was just another example of that but as far as the women man like (laughs) uh,
2: <laughs> Jordan Trapino says, "I can't wait for Lacey to give birth to a hand that is wearing a Ric Flair Rolex." That's a very, very no, good.
0: wearing two Hall of Fame rings. Um, <laughs> oh, great stuff! But look,
2: Alex, it's
0: pronounced Aska, not Oscar. He's like Oscar <laughs> Aska. I love, I love how this this becomes a debate. I, I see a, a couple of people saying
2: that about I, I I thought that was um. I thought they was correcting me on Asda. I was like, that's not (laughs) it. No. All right. right. Point taken, my friend. Point
0: taken. Absolutely. Congratulations to to Lacey Evans on the pregnancy. But the fact that they alluded to it being Ric Flair's child, just like, I was just, I was almost done with the show. I almost turned it off right there. Right there and then. I was like, first of all, this match didn't end. She just walked out. She just walked, <laughs> she just walked away, said she was pregnant, and that was the end of it. We never got a decision on this match. And just them not announcing what's happening with the Raw women's title. I, I'm, I'm the, the women's division on Raw is a mess. It's an absolute mess because I yeah. didn't even mention that Shayna Baszler sold for Lana for like three minutes last night. So just the women's division is just in a bad place on Raw. Yeah,
2: somebody said in the comments, I don't know where it is, um, but Rhea Ripley potentially debuting Sunday and taking the title off of Asuka, Um could be the way to go. Could be, you know, it would be a good way to introduce her anyway, and then you've got her straight into a program, uh, you know, heading into WrestleMania. I, it just, yeah, the Ripper said it. Um, you know what, the only thing that Kind of bugs me in all of this is you know when Oscar loses the title all of a sudden she's gonna be booked well again and it's so frustrating like there is no reason she can't be in like major programs as the champion she just hasn't been treated very well but I digress we'll be here all night if I get into stuff like that. Uh George Yamine, it's been a while, my friend. How are you? Uh, I don't think Cole is winning the title again. I think Kyler Riley versus Cole in a fight pit. Cole loses, goes to the main roster with Bobby and Roddy. Hmm. Interesting. Could, I mean, I, it, whether it's via the fight pit or not sv 3 it's, it's a viable uh, scenario.
0: I, I kind of agree with that last part. I think that this yeah. was about separating Kyle from Undisputed Era and not about breaking up Undisputed Era, because I feel like Cole's chances for success on the main roster is better with Undisputed Era than without them. And I yes. think that if Bobby Fish, although he has the history with Kyle O'Reilly, he just works better as a heel. I've seen him as a babyface in ROH. I've always been a Bobby Fish fan, but that was tough. That was tough. A tough yeah. style. Bobby and, Fish as a and baby. Bobby, face. And Bobby Fish is like a. If anyone, I've, I've met and interviewed
2: him a couple of times. He's a Very likable guy. Yeah. It's not that he, you know. It's not that he's not. A, he just is better as a heel. Like he just is.
0: Yeah, he's, just, he, he's, he's just, all of his better. mannerisms. Everything. He's just one of those guys that just works as a heel. And I feel like that will be, it could be as big of a whole betrayal. Like if you don't want to rush into the Cole or rally, we can have a couple of weeks where Roddy and Bobby are trying to decide. And then they turn on, on Kyle. And then you can have a whole series of matches, Kyle versus Roddy, Kyle versus Bobby, before you even get to Cole. Cole can win the title in the interlude while Kyle is dealing with the rest of Undisputed Ever. So there's so much for them to go with this whole angle. It's great.
2: Yeah, I mean, like you said, he, he failed to beat Finn twice, so it could be like third time's the charm as well, which yeah. you know, could be the way he gets there, and I don't know. There's a lot of things they could do. Uh, Luke Sermon. Hey, Luke. I don't recognise your name, so I'm very delighted to welcome you. Uh, four-way between Fish versus Cole versus Strong versus O'Reilly for the belt. I mean, if they were truly imploding... I feel like there'd be a lot of people that would clamour for that match, myself included. I'd watch. I'd watch it. Okay. Um, I'd, yeah, I just, I just go along with what SP3 just said though. I don't think it's the true demise of undisputed era. I think, you know, it's going to be Adam Cole breaking off with some guys, and and it's all about Kyle O'Reilly being the babyface, which actually makes me sad because I think Kyle O'Reilly's going to have to get new music. it's going to have to have a guitar riff and like no. there's, all, there's all kinds of things to work out.
0: You know, it's crazy. I didn't even think about that. That's the bad side. We'll never get uh, Kyle riffing to the Undisputed Era theme again.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The Zornis uh, says, how did you like the Japanese part of the AEW tournament? Sorry if someone has asked this before. I loved it. So different. You guys rock. Thank you, brother. Um, I mean, we touched on it at the top of the show, so feel free to rewind and uh, get get some of that good stuff in. But to be brief,
0: uh, we both... Loved it. I, I feel like it's off to a hot start. SB3 Maki Ito for president of the United States of America. I, I don't need, she's not even American, but can she, you
2: can you could be vice? Can this happen?
0: <laughs> I'm all for that. And uh, I didn't mention this, but Excalibur had the, the most accurate uh, statement on commentary when Yuka Sakazaki's theme music started playing. He said the best theme music this side of Judas, and he's correct. Yeah, 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 It gets
2: you hyped. It gets you hyped. I love it. It's yeah, 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 Pancakes or wrestling daily live? I mean, it's a tough choice. I won't, you know, again, SP3 is probably unaware of this. It's pancake day here in, oh. uh, in, in England. And, um, but I, I, our pancakes are not quite like yours. Um, no. Well, it's very hard to explain, but like you basically have to put them in a pan and you fry them and then you fold them, sugar, lemon, that's how we eat them. I mean, people do put a lot of different stuff on them. Yeah. but like, but like, they're not traditional like American pancakes. They are. Um, i, I what I'll have to do, I'll make some tomorrow because I haven't. Wow. I, I didn't even, I didn't even make them today. I was busy at work. Uh, I was busy breaking shit, and uh, I will make them and send to you what they look like. Sp three, but yes, today is Pancake Day. You can get wrestling daily anytime, man. Go eat your pancakes and then get back to us. That's what I say. Sp three.
0: That that's a smart decision. I think a Pancake Day here is next week. Because I know they're going to have some Oh, you everywhere. have a pancake day? Yeah, for uh, IHOP always promotes it. So. Oh, I, was, I just thought America had like pancakes every day. Like, that was yeah, it. So, someday, someday. I I had French toast today. I like making French toast. I like the art of that. You know, sometimes it's waffles. egos is great. So we mix it up.
2: Christy, yeah, you're right, man. Uh, it basically is a crepe, right? But <laughs> we call it pancake day. So come on, man. All right. The kind of thing you'd love to eat after one of your joints and jabroni shows chris g Ah, uh, i'm, I'm an expert plugging listen thank you very much guys for joining us it's time to go i always get carried away of sp3 every time too much fun talking with my brother but thank you very much sp3 for sticking in for louis Dangor, and uh thank you to everyone else that has checked in with the wrestling daily tonight we'll be back tomorrow louis Will sadly be in SB3's place. I know it's tough to take. I know, uh, but then Steph will be back on her usual Thursday slot before Louis closes out the week, eight p.m. every day, right here on the Wrestling Daily channel. So, without further ado, thank you very much for joining us. But before I go, SB3, where can the people catch you because you're hitting milestones lately, brother? And yes, you've got a new Twitter page.
0: Yes, indeed. You can follow me on Twitter at sp 3 I have separated church and state on on the request of Alex here. He made that suggestion. He's gonna be and a well, star, everyone. He's going, going to be a well. Star. We're, cl- we're closing in on a hundred followers in a week, so that that's something. What's, what's
2: the handle, man, so that people in the in the chat can get get on that?
0: True Heel. So the same as True Heel Heat. True Heel, and then SP3 instead of Heat SP3. Brandy exactly but you can still follow true hill heat thank you once again everyone who subscribed over there last week we hit our 1k milestone and you can check out great stuff we had a great podcast this past weekend with vert vixen of aew dark on the show so check that out
2: awesome thank you so much for that sp3 i will make sure to check that out myself uh, i have a wwe interview coming tomorrow that i will implore you all on it is a female wrestler as well so there you go. Get ready. Strap in. Until then, I will speak to you tomorrow night with Louis Dangor. Take care.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better?